Ruthless Robbie Lawler, a man who truly lives up to his nickname because this guy was absolutely brutal inside the MMA cage, the ring, because this guy fought everywhere. He has fought in so many different MMA promotions, has fought all around the world, and he was a young 19-year-old who had a lot of promise after finishing his first four opponents. He signed with the UFC and the promotion had a lot of hope for him to go far. But although he showed a lot of promise early on, he also lost some fights and because of this, he left the UFC and it seemed like he was a failed prospect at this point. Because although he did find some success post UFC, he also continued to lose fights as well and because of this, it seemed like all Robbie Lawler was going to be was a journeyman. But then he came back into the UFC and was a new version of himself. He fought his way up to a title and although he didn't get it the first time, he got it in his second attempt and once he was the champion, he defended his belts in some of the craziest fights you will ever see in MMA. Robbie Lawler was not only the best in the world, but he was also one of the most exciting fighters. But of course, fighting this way was eventually going to catch up with him and that's exactly what it did because in his final 8 fights, he went 3 and 5. So in this video, I want to ask the question, how good was Robbie Lawler actually? Robbie made his MMA debut on April 7th, 2001 at the age of 19. As a kid, he trained in Taekwondo and Karate. And in high school, he received All-State honors in wrestling. By the age of 16, he was taken under the ring of UFC welterweight champion Pat Militich. And by the time Robbie graduated high school, he began training with Militich fighting systems. This led to him turning pro and in his first four fights as an MMA fighter, he finished all of his opponents in the first round. It was clear that this guy was the real deal and the UFC saw the same thing so by the age of 20, Robbie made his debut with the promotion. And after winning his debut against Aaron Riley by decision, he followed this up with two highlight reel finishes against Steve Berger and Tiki Gosen. But then Robbie suffered his first defeat against Pete Spratt in a competitive fight that saw Robbie find a lot of success early on, but then Pete really began to take over and then eventually Robbie's knee gave out and he was unable to continue. But after this, he bounced back with the win against Chris Lytle before fighting fellow up-and-comer Nick Diaz. And if you haven't seen this fight, Please watch it because this is an absolute classic between two future legends. These guys went back and forth on the feet, were very tactical, and although Nick did find more success early on, especially because he had the reach advantage, Robbie was still dangerous and he gave Nick a lot of problems as well. But then eventually in the second round, Robbie got caught with a big punch that knocked him out. After this defeat, he moved up to middleweight to fight Evan Tanner, but unfortunately, he lost the fight in the first round by triangle choke. But actually this defeat aged quite well for Robbie because Evan went on to become the middleweight champion. Regardless, this made it 1-3 for Robbie in his last 4 fights and because of this, he parted ways with the UFC. But right after, he found success outside of the promotion by going 3-0 with 2 of those wins ending by knockout and 1 of them by submission. And in the process, he became the Super Brawl and Icon Sport middleweight champion. But then he lost his Icon Sport sport middleweight championship to Mayhem Miller in the third round by triangle choke. And then in Robbie's next four fights, he fought in different promotions, but it was the same result. KO or TKO and in devastating fashion. In the process, he recaptured his Icon Sport middleweight championship and became the Elite XC middleweight champion. 
In his first defense as the Elite XC Middleweight Champion, he fought Scott Smith. And this was an absolute war. The two went back and forth, both had moments. It was a crazy fight. But unfortunately, it ended unceremoniously as Robbie accidentally poked Scott in the eye. And because of this, Scott was unable to continue. So of course, Elite XC was like, we got to make this fight again. So they made the rematch. And once again, it was just pure chaos. The two going back and forth. It was a crazy war. But this time in the second round, it was Robbie who was able to prevail as he connected with really big knees to the body that dropped Scott and after some punches on the ground, the ref stepped in. And this was a great time for Robbie in his career. It seemed like post UFC, he was finding a lot of success. He found a promotion where he was able to get to the top and it seemed like it was only up from here. But sadly, Elite XC folded and this led to fellow MMA promotion Strikeforce picking up Robbie's contract. So Robbie made his his debut with them on June 6, 2009. And I'm not gonna lie, Strike Force was probably the lowest point of Robbie's career because he went 3 and 5 with the promotion. But I will say his wins were very memorable as they all ended by highlight reel knockouts. One of my favorites was when Robbie knocked out Matt Linland and right after he laid his feet out. And this one win was enough for Robbie to fight for the Strike Force Middleweight Championship against champion Jacare Souza. And Robbie looked very close to winning this fight in the first round as he rocked Jacare with punches and yeah, it looked like he was going to finish this fight. But then Jacare came back and began to control the fight on the ground and eventually in the third, he locked up a rare naked choke that forced Robbie to tap. And after that fight, Robbie went one and two and overall, it was just not a good time for Robbie as an MMA fighter. So at this point, it really seemed like he was an exciting prospect early, but now he was a journeyman. So even with Strikeforce being bought out with the UFC and Robbie going back to the promotion, that he first fought for early on in his career, there really wasn't much excitement for him coming back. So he made his comeback with the UFC on February 23rd, 2013 at UFC 157. But this time, Robbie wasn't going to be fighting at middleweight. He was going to be going down to welterweight. And in his first fight back with the promotion, he fought former number one contender Josh Koscheck. And although Josh was looking strong early on with his wrestling, Robbie connected with some brutal shots that knocked him out in the first. After this, Robbie fought Bobby Volker and although it was a step down in competition, Bobby was an injury replacement but regardless of this, Robbie still put on a great performance as he was ruthless in this one, truly went all out, made it a very brutal fight and in the second round, Robbie connected with a head kick that dropped Bobby and after one more punch, the ref stepped in. So Robbie was finding success early on but his next fight was going to be a very tough one as he was going to be fighting the surging welterweight prospect in Rory McDonald, a guy that many people had high hopes for and thought was going to fight for the title and become the new UFC champion, especially since he was a fellow Canadian to the UFC champion, George St. Pierre. It just seemed like he was the new generation and GSP was going to be passing the torch to him very soon. And everyone was excited about it. So of course, Rory was a huge favorite going into this fight, but man, Robbie shocked many by making this a competitive fight for Rory McDonald. And although it was very close by the end, Robbie won by split decision. 
this was a huge win for him because it led to a shot at the vacant UFC welterweight championship since champion George St. Pierre said he was going to take a break indefinitely from the sport. So Robbie had his chance at UFC gold and his opponent was Johnny Hendricks who also had a lot of momentum behind him heading into this fight. And these two went to war because they were going back and forth on the feet and despite Johnny being a strong wrestler he decided to keep the action up and just stand and bang with Robbie Lawler absolute classic once again gotta check this fight out because it was awesome but yeah overall very competitive fight very close and although Robbie had many moments Johnny had many moments as well and of course since Johnny was a strong wrestler decided to add some takedowns in this fight and I feel like that really edged this one out for him so by the end Johnny won by unanimous decision but still a great effort from Robbie Lawler so despite this defeat Robbie's momentum was still at an all-time high and it showed in his following fight against Jake Ellenberger as he went to war with him and got the finish in the third round it was a great comeback following that defeat to Johnny Hendricks and then after this win against Jake Ellenberger Robbie fought Matt Brown and Matt Brown at this point had so much momentum he was on a seven fight win streak it seemed like like he was going to fight for a title soon but Robbie had to end his win streak as he went to war with Matt Brown and he was the one who was able to come out on top by the end and win by unanimous decision so because of these two wins Robbie was able to fight for the welterweight championship and once again his opponent was Johnny Hendricks who of course was now the champion and much like the first fight this one was also very competitive a very close back and forth fight was it as exciting as the first one I don't think so personally but it was still a solid fight and Robbie really closed this one out strong and I think because of this it was enough for him to win by split decision and become the new UFC welterweight champion of course this was a huge win but man his first title defense was going to be a very difficult one against Rory McDonald who after the first fight against Robbie went on a three fight win streak and was determined to capture that welterweight championship this was going to be a big time fight and it truly lived up to the hype in fact I think it surpassed it because these two just went all out it was for all the marbles and it really felt like it because they both wanted it badly I will say it was a little bit of a slow start early on but man I think it was because it was such a tense moment for both fighters but as the action went on they started to loosen up and man it really became a war. Both men had their moments and it really seemed like either of them was going to get the finish. We also can't forget that iconic stare down at the end of the fourth round as both men were bloodied up but were staring each other down. And honestly, heading into that final round, it seemed like Rory was on his way to winning by unanimous decision. But Robbie was the tougher fighter and because of this, he continued to connect and after some punches, Rory was unable to take any more. He went down, the ref stepped in and Robbie was the winner this fight was absolutely insane and to many they consider it as the greatest fight of all time and i understand why it's personally not my favorite fight of all time but it's still up there i think it is absolutely amazing definitely a must watch please watch it yourself it was so good so of course what does robbie lawler follow up 
after such an amazing war like this one, he gets himself in another one. As in his second title defense, he fought the former UFC interim champion, Carlos Condit. And much like his second fight with Roy McDonald, this fight against Carlos was just absolutely brutal. The two went back and forth, both had their moments, both looked like they were going to finish the fight. It was insane that Robbie got himself in another war like this. It was a very close fight, and I'm not gonna lie, I am someone who thought that Carlos won that one by the end. But the judges saw it differently and awarded Robbie with the split decision win. And then in his third title defense, he fought the up and coming surging prospect in Tyron Woodley. And right away, this was just a recipe for disaster because you had a fighter who had so much momentum in Tyron Woodley, and then you had a fighter who was coming off of back to back wars in Robbie Lawler. So honestly, when Tyron Woodley knocked out Robbie in the first round like he did, I wasn't shocked at all. All the damage that Robbie accumulated, especially his previous two fights before that fight against Tyron Woodley really changed him as a fighter. And that showed after losing his belt, because although he bounced back with an impressive win over Donald Cerrone, after this, he went on a four fight losing streak. And I gotta give it to him, some of these defeats were to some big time names like Rafael Dos Anjos, Ben Askren, and Colby Covington. And that defeat to Ben Askren was very controversial because not only did many people think that the ref should have stopped the fight early on when Robbie slammed Ben onto his head and connected with brutal punches. But then the finish of that fight saw Ben lock up a bulldog choke. And although it looked like Robbie was out cold because he dropped his hand, once Ben let go of the choke, Robbie bounced back up and it seemed like, oh man, Herb Dean made a big mistake. So that one was a shame for Robbie because he could have been the first guy to hand Ben Askren a defeat in MMA. But then after this, he got out wrestled by Colby Covington. And then following this defeat, he lost to Neil Magny. And after this loss to Neil, it really seemed like Robbie Lawler was no more. Yes, he snapped this losing streak by fighting Nick Diaz in a rematch, but man, Nick Diaz did not look good whatsoever. He came back after six years. He was out of shape. He even said after that he was injured heading into this fight. So honestly, Robbie getting this win wasn't really the biggest thing. But then afterwards, he fought Brian Barbarina, and although he lost that fight to Brian by getting finished in the second round, Robbie showed a lot of glimpses of his old self in this fight. But once again, it was a defeat for Robbie and at this point it just seemed like he was fighting to fight. Which is why I really agreed with his decision to say that his next fight after this fight against Brian Barberina was his final one. So on July 8, 2023, at UFC 290, at the age of 41, Robbie fought his final fight against Nico Price. And what a final fight this was. A lot of fighters, man, don't get to have that happy ending. But Robbie truly had that because this fight against Nico Price was hardly a fight. It ended very quickly because Robbie finished him in the first round, 38 seconds in, with punches. And then afterwards, the UFC showed a video tribute to Robbie's MMA career and Robbie had to shed a tear for this. I'm sure a lot of people shed a tear because it was sad to see a legend go but it was so beautiful to see him go out on top like this. So after going 36 and 16 with one no contest, how good was Robbie Lawler actually? In my opinion, Robbie is the first BMF to capture a UFC championship because when we talk about all these BMFs, we have guys who are down to fight anywhere, anytime. But that doesn't always mean they're going to win 
Ren because their fighting style is very dangerous. These are fighters who live and die by the sword. And Robbie proved that as there was a point where it seemed like he was a failed prospect. And because of this, it seemed like all he was ever going to be was a journeyman. Yes, we'd have highlights from him here and there, but he was a fighter who was never going to get to the top. But then he came back to the UFC and in his second run with the promotion, he was a very different version of himself. Because at this point, he was more mature. He was 31 years old compared to when he made his UFC debut at the age of 20. He was a smarter fighter who has grown so much over the years at this point. And because of this, he displayed that he was the toughest guy around because he was willing to go to war with anyone. Which is funny because this is a guy who started off as a strong wrestler. Yes, he had a striking background, but he was wrestling in high school. And even as an MMA fighter, he would bring the fight down from time to time, but overall, he would use his wrestling skills to deny takedowns. Because this is a guy who preferred to stand and bang. He seemed excited to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with his opponents and just strike with them. And yes, there were moments where he would take big hits, but it wouldn't matter. In fact, it seemed like it only powered him more to come back and connect with shots of his own. He was an absolute madman, and because of his fighting style, it led to action-packed and entertaining fights. But eventually, the damage was going to catch up with him. And that's why his career ended the way it did. He was losing a ton of fights and yes, he had his moments here and there, but overall, he was no longer the same fighter and this is a common thing we see with a lot of BMFs. But despite the decline that he had, the way he ended his MMA career was superb. Because not only was it picture perfect, but it showcased exactly why Robbie Lawler was a fan favorite. This guy was just so fun to watch and he is without a doubt one of the most entertaining fighters of all time. In fact, he had one of the most entertaining championship reigns of all time. This is a guy you show other people his fights to. Because there is no way they will deny that it is not entertaining. And a lot of the reason why I feel like you get this entertainment from someone like Robbie Lawler is because Robbie truly enjoyed fighting. The guy was wild and was willing to throw it down wherever and whenever. And he was able to do it so well that at one point he became the UFC champion. Robbie Lawler did something that a lot of fighters like him cannot do. He is a certified legend and that's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. But what do you think? How good was Robbie Lawler? And what was your favorite moment from his career? But that's a lot for now so I'll see you in my next one. Bye bye.